Welcome to 9 to 5 Mac Daily for December 29th. Today's Thursday. I'm your host, Zach Hall, filling in for Chance Miller this week, and I'm joined by my sidekick, Seth Kukowski. Hey, Seth. Oh, this is the first time you've heard me as a sidekick? Publicly, maybe. Oh. Well, you know, I, I, I don't mind it. So uh, Yeah, I think we're, I think go. we're gonna, I'm, I'm, I think, I'm proud to be your sidekick. <laughs> I think we're going to keep this to five minutes today. I really think so. Um, first up is a story about the iPhone 14 Pro and its availability after Christmas to demand and how, how after that eases uh, and production is increasing. So this comes by way of the Wall Street Journal, uh, which cites JP Morgan analyst uh, in, in saying that the Pro availability is back to near normal levels. Uh, they say, uh, JP Morgan says, supply is improving and inching slowly toward parity with demand. JP Morgan analyst. Samik Chatterjee wrote in a note to investors this week about the iPhone 14 Pro. Wait times for U.S. consumers ordering the latest iPhone Pro models, which once extended to 40 days, have improved, according to J.P. Morgan. In the U.S. and China, Apple's websites show wait times for Pro models at around one to two weeks. Certain Pro models and colors are available for immediate pickup at some Apple stores in both countries. Cool. We're get, get, getting back to uh, normal, norm, normality. <laughs> Looks yeah, like... Uh, it looks, looks like uh, iPhone City, which is the um, sort of the nickname for uh, where in China iPhones are assembled. It looks like they're operating at about seventy percent of capacity, which is a big improvement to to last last month or so. So it's good for the twenty twenty three outlook. Yeah, if I didn't already have my iPhone fourteen Pro, I would. Uh, you know, for those who haven't gotten it yet, I mean, you know. Yeah, I really want to. I really want to. I, I wish my iPhone 14 Pro was a Pro Max. Like that was my first instinct to get the Pro Max, but yeah, it wasn't available at lunchtime someone, for me. I did see some of the Pro Max, and I was a little jealous. Like my mom has a <laughs> my mom has a 14 Plus, which is the same size as the Max, basically. Uh, and she was like, "Why is your phone so small?" And I'm like, "I want. I, <laughs> I don't want your phone because you don't have the same camera as me. But also, like, I love the size of it. So, ah. <laughs> uh, I'm seeing something in passing, by the way, uh, via tech meme. It's uh, from Slate.com. It's uh, this. This is tech meme's headline rewrite: an obituary of dark sky. Which changed how people consume weather forecasts, but is disparaged by scientists as Apple shuts down the iOS app on January first. Rest in peace. Yeah. Dark sky. Yeah. Cool. Bye, dark sky. You're not Apple weather. Uh, iPhone 14 Pro display longevity concerned Apple, but precautions were taken. This is a, a story written by Ben Lovejoy on a Five Mac. Um, it's from the Elec, which is, I believe, a Korean website, and, and they write. Um, well, Ben writes, there are two different ways of mitigating uh, this risk. The risk that he's referring to there is the risk of moisture and oxygen making its way into the display panel for the iPhone during production um, based on a supply ch- chain report. Uh, and so that that's the issue there. So there are two different ways of mitigating this risk. And the report says that Samsung originally planned to use a laser-based technique, but Apple asked the company to instead use a method akin to inkjet printing to seal the edges of the drilled area. For this reason, this is from the elect, for this reason, Samsung Display is known to have used inkjet equipment to build a dam that distinguishes between the hole and the rest of the area after making thin film bags and touch electrodes in the iPhone 14 Pro lineup OLED. Samsung Display could perform the process by using a laser, not an inkjet device, but it was said that Apple preferred the inkjet method. Uh, so that's 
Okay, I guess we I guess we we avoided maybe a, a display gate issue. <laughs> what? But invasion? Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. Who who knew this this could be so hard? Yep. I, it sounds hard to me. It sounds uh, hard. It sounds very yeah. hard. Yeah, we're going to do this in five minutes. We are going to do this in five minutes 30 seconds, Steve. We got it. iPhone 5 and 5C users will no longer be able to use WhatsApp on their phones. Um, That's from our colleague, Felipe Esposito. He wrote this yesterday uh, that according to GizChina, uh, as of December 31st, 2022, um, nearly 50 devices will be stopped from working from WhatsApp. It's a decision they've made. Uh, And that includes... um, the iPhone 5 and 5C because they are disabling the Air app on iOS 10 and 11, or that that happened in October, um, and so this now means that there won't be new updates to WhatsApp on the phone. So, um, and this is these are phones from 2012 and. 2013. So um, they got a little time. Uh, there are some Android phones in the list. Uh, eight, let's see if any of these ring a bell. HTC Desire 500, Lenovo A820, LG Optimus, and the Samsung Galaxy S3. So uh, th- those are also dropping support for WhatsApp based on WhatsApp's uh, supported software. We are sponsored this week by Tailscale. Setting up a virtual private network is time consuming and it requires a lot of IT support to configure roll out and manage, but it doesn't have to be that way. And that's where Tailscale comes in. Tailscale runs anywhere and lets you create a secure mesh network that you can use to easily manage access to private resources or give teams and individuals secure access to those resources without exposing them to the public internet. Connections between devices on your Tailscale network, or the Tailnet, are automatically authenticated and encrypted. Tailscale allows teams to stay connected at all times with dynamic endpoint discovery and the ability to work from anywhere with exit nodes that route and encrypt traffic when teams are using an untrusted Wi-Fi connection. To learn more and to sign up for Tailscale for free, hit the link in the show notes below or visit tailscale.com and use promo code 9TO5MAC. Once you install and authenticate Tailscale on at least two devices, you can create your tailnet and get to work. Again, that's tailscale.com with promo code 9TO5MAC. And I like this story. We are still going to be under five minutes today. Study proves Apple Watch is ready for stress monitoring. Stress monitoring. Um, this is from our colleague, Michael Podick. He writes uh, that the Cleveland Clinic uh, has summarized... Uh, This is what they say. Your heart's variability reflects how adaptable your body can be. If your heart rate is highly variable, this is usually evidence that your heart, that your body, excuse me, can adapt to many kinds of changes. People with high heart rate variability are usually less stressed and happier. Um, And this is flagged by the website, My Healthy Apple. Um, Interesting. Interesting. the the uh, original story adds the researchers found that in general the stress models had a high level of precision but lower recall. Uh, the no stress models performed generally well, and with a high uh, with a recall typically ab- typically above sixty percent. Considering the ultra short duration of the ECG measurements performed here compared to the standard, as well as the nature of real life measurements, the results presented were quite promising. So that's cool. Uh, Michael Podick has also flagged a few apps that. Uh, Sort of do this already based on um, HIV and, and uh, the Apple Watch supporting heart rate variability in certain models. Uh, gentler streaks, training today, and stress monitor for watch. That, that, that last one sounds 
pretty straightforward. I might check that out. That's you know, cool. you know how to reduce stress on your watch. Don't wear it. Uh. Yeah, well, don't worry about it. Have, have the ability to pause your streaks, Apple. Oh, that is true, which is what <laughs> gentler streak does. Yeah. You know, that, it's at 11 o'clock at night and you haven't closed up your rings and there's the stress right there. Yeah. Gentler streak has been updated tons of times this year. Got, I think it got the, um, the best Apple Watch app of 2022 award from Apple. So um, check, check that out as well. Uh, and then the last story that I'll, I'll mention to keep us under five minutes today is that uh, a feature I wrote today this morning is 3D Touch was a better iPhone feature than Dynamic Island. I laugh a little bit because, I mean, who's really comparing the two things? But I did a tweet a few weeks ago and I got a lot of traction and, and I just said that 3D Touch was a better um, hardware specific feature for the iPhone than the dynamic island is today um, and by that i mean you know a new iphone comes out and you get this new feature for that new iphone and so that was the success for 3d touch um, which lasted up through the 10s and then went away from the 11 hardware and from the software thereafter so uh sort of the way i put this is the that the the dynamic island is really clever. It's a good thing. It's nice. It's thoughtful. Um, what, I, what I how I put it is, Apple turned boring sensors into an interactive element that's very marketable and maybe useful. 3D Touch, on the other hand, was a flagship feature on the iPhone 6s, uh, but the very useful feature was hard to market and even harder to discover. So. I think that's kind of a that that comparison, I think, is just kind of interesting because they were both hardware specific features that, you know, eventually the dynamic island, I imagine, will be in more places than the pro phones. Um, but yeah, read the story. I kind of I kind of make the case for why long press is not isn't the equivalent of 3D touch. I mean, some things were um, being able to press anywhere on the keyboard to, to to summon the cursor versus having a long press on the space bar, which is, just, you know, more limiting. Um, I loved being able to long press or, or firmly press a an app icon and then swipe down without lifting my finger to launch a certain part of the app. Those those menus were I used them more when, when it was that easy to do. So um, check it out. I think uh, I think now that we have even bigger phones, bigger batteries, we could probably accommodate both. Maybe the cost is the reason Apple wants to keep the build costs you know low while compelling. Um, but 3D Touch went away primarily because of cost saving battery life, uh, adding battery battery capacity, and then how uh, adopted it was. Um, I'm not sure that you can yet argue that Dynamic Island adoption is off the charts. So. Um, yeah, maybe in time we'll see. Maybe by the iPhone 15, Dynamic Island will be this entirely useful thing that you have to have. Um, until then, I think that we could... Well, I would say that I'll end with this. The Dynamic Island would be cooler if there was 3D Touch because you could firmly press it to expand it, tap to open it. Right now, it's tap to open the app, long press to open the island. So, you know, the two could go hand in hand. <sighs> did, you have an, well, did you have a success? Uh, <laughs> through 10s. Yeah, yeah. I I do. I kind of. I want a. Uh, I want to go back and get a phone. I can't remember what it was. Um, that which 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 phones had 3D touch? 6s through through 10s. Yeah. So 6s seven. Oh, I don't think eight. I actually had 3D touch then. Well, you had so you had, had a ten. Six. You had an iPhone had ten, 10, right? Yeah. Oh, 10 that's right. It. Yeah. That's, 
That's right, the ten had it. Maybe, yeah. maybe I do have that phone still. So maybe. Oh wait, do I? Have, yeah, I think I still have that phone. It, so maybe I'll keep if it's, it. In. If the software is up to date, you it, they took it away, even though you have the oh, hardware. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I guess we can all sleep well in knowing that um, maybe come twenty twenty three, we'll have Dynamic Island on the MacBook. <laughs> That's, was that a nightmare? I don't know which one. Yeah, that's a nightmare territory. So, uh, <laughs> Sleep there's well. no there's no screen limitation on the Mac. I don't know. I mean, the MacBook got the got the, the notch, so why not? Would it be why better not? than the notch? I don't know. But I like I like the large menu bar. Only Apple knows the answer. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right. Uh, this has been the nine to five Mac Daily Podcast for Thursday's December twenty ninth. And for Chance Miller, I am Zach Hall, joined by my sidekick, Seth Kukowski. You can follow me on Twitter at ApolloZach. That's A-P-O-L-L-O-Z-A-C. Seth Kirk here on Twitter at... Seth Kirk, S-E-T-H-K-U-R-K. Nice. And we'll be back for probably a final episode tomorrow before Chance returns. We'll see. Thanks for listening, everybody. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye.